Andy Lindis, good morning, and this is the way to start the month of May with a predicted high of 85 degrees. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm as good as it gets, Denny. How are you today? Oh, about the same. Yeah, absolutely. I was looking at the, the temperature updated. It's now 67 degrees at 9 o'clock in the morning. I would huh. imagine your crews are pretty pretty happy for those that have to work today. Yes, you know, uh, anybody that's going to be outside today is going to be happy. It's just, it's just hard not to have a smile come across your face when, when, it's this, this, when it's this nice this early. And I'm telling you, Danny, uh, last week I was going through what we were able to accomplish in uh, the month of April. And, and compared to other Aprils, the amount of days we were able to work, it was, it was one of our best. It was, we've been blessed this year with the, with the weather, that's for sure. No, that's absolutely right. Yeah, and, and uh, today uh, is no exception. Uh, near 85 today around uh, around these parts. I was looking at a story recently, Andy, This uh, just a few days ago about, actually it was a comment, but somebody had uh, received a door, uh, someone knocking on their door saying, uh, you need a new roof, sign here, uh, and you gotta, you got to do this right now. You have to make the decision right now and uh, <laughs> make sure, sign here, because we will get the insurance check Make sure it gets directly to us. I mean, that might be a huge red flag, might it not? Yeah, it very well could be. I'm not saying that you can have good luck uh, going about getting your home improvements done that way, but when I come across uh, people that have problem with contractors, typically it starts out similarly to that. Um, anytime you bring emotion into those types of decisions, and that's all that is, they're just trying to play on fear and get you to sign now because if you don't, you're not going to get a new roof. And and that's not never, that's not ever the case. You you always have time. You can always look for your own contractor. You can always call your own adjuster, and, and get the insurance guy out there and, and and start working from there. If it truly is a hail damage. Now we haven't had a lot this year. Right. We have a little bit of a, some storms that we're we're still dealing with from last year, and uh, you know uh, hopefully it uh, it holds off for the entire year because. We've done our darndest over the last six months to make sure we have enough materials, not only have enough materials, Denny, but have materials at a reasonable price. We've been trying to, uh, this, this sharp incline in, in what materials, building materials are cost, we've tried to curb that as much as possible, and my team's done a, a pretty good job of that, uh, to be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm really impressed with where we are at right now with, comparatively speaking, with what other people are paying for shingles and lumber, uh, I'm really glad that we, we purchased what we did in December. All right, very good. Let's invite our listeners to join in on the conversation. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, it could be about decks, decking, porches, uh, roofing, gutters, whatever the case may be. Siding, 651-989-9226. That's the phone number if you want to chat with Andy. It is also the text number. So both apply. 651-989-9226. We'll get you, again, either a phone call or uh, or text messages. Uh, speaking of which, Andy, uh, this one is not talking about uh, leaf guard gutters. It's just a general gutter question. Uh, it says, hi, I've got a, a gutter leaking at a corner seam. What is the best material to use to seal that connection? Uh, what would Lindis do in a case like that? You know, a, a high-quality um Outdoor caulking is something I would want to take a look at and make sure that the gutters fastened properly. And, and remember, most of the gutters out there that, that, that are installed are aluminum, so you have to deal with this, some expansion and contraction. So getting a, a silicone that has some pliability to it. 
We use a couple of different ones uh, over the years at Linus Instruction, and, and, and that's why most of our gutter systems carry a lifetime leak warranty. If that corner ever leaks, we come out and fix it for free. But it really has to do with the, the high-quality sealant that you use. It don't, don't just go buy any sealant. Look for a high-quality outdoor sealant that has some pliability to it. There's a deck question that came in, uh, a staining question. I know probably what you're going to say. But this the listener wants to know, what's the best stain for natural cedar? It's not a deck question. It's a siding question. Uh, natural cider, uh, cedar uh, siding. Now, I guess the same thing would apply, I presume. You or your family have pretty good luck with what, what stains? Uh, the oil-based stains, uh, in particular, the Sicken stain, and the one that we use the most often is penafin. And whether it's a, an exotic wood, a treated wood, or cedar, penafin makes a stain, and it comes in a wide variety of colors and transparencies. So you can pick what's best for you to make it look as natural as you want it. And the nice part about it is three years down the road, you just got to wash your deck and then restain. You don't have to do any type of stripping or anything like that, and just follow the directions. And boy, oh boy, it might be as good of a first day of May that we've had to stain a deck in a long time. Like, we would have liked that. It's almost, if it gets to 85, it's almost too warm to be putting stain on. You know, you're absolutely right. I think in some cases it could be, especially in direct sunlight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, this is a question about siding. Now, would you, like you and I have talked about the decking, uh, let's say cedar decking, and you to prepare it for some new stain or some restaining, you would use a, uh, an, a brightener conditioner, and you to prepare it for some new stain or some restaining, you would use a, uh, an, a brightener conditioner. Would folks be well served if they did that on cedar siding for their homes as well? Brightener conditioner. Yeah, you know, um, depending on what was. If it's brand new, I, I, I don't see how it could hurt. I would I I just have never really looked into it. We don't do a lot of cedar siding, Denny. As you can imagine with uh with LP and, and our seamless steel, we don't we don't run into a lot of it. But yeah. I, I would imagine that the same principles behind why you use that. So that, that cedar siding still has to run through a mill, it can still get a mill glaze on it. So if you put a brightener conditioner on it, it 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 should do what it's supposed to do is open up the pores of the wood and let the stain get into that wood a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Let's grab a phone call or two. I think Bob is calling in from Egan this morning. Bob, you're on with Andy Lindis. Thank you. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing well, Bob. So I got a cabin up in uh, Danbury, Wisconsin, and I'm thinking of having a garage ceiling spray foam insulated. Did that price go up along with everything else, or is it still the same? You know, uh to be honest with you, a lot of things have gone up over the last uh, 12 months. But it, it, if you're to take, uh, if I were to take a look at my crystal ball, which I don't have, so I'm, I'm basically guessing here. But yeah. I'm guessing it, we're sitting here a year from now, wishing we would have done more home improvements last year because the pricing is going to go up again. I, I, I think some of the lumber price is going to come back down. But anything that's petroleum based, uh, from what I'm hearing, uh, on your vinyl products, plastic products. Things like that, some of your stains, some of your glues, some of the, the chemicals that go into those things are, are getting harder to get, so it, it, it could be more expensive than, than it is right now. And, and a good, there's a really good shot that it is. But, hey, your, uh, the, your garage up there deserves an insulated roof sooner than later. So if I were you, I'd get it done now. 
Are very good. Thank you, Bob. Uh, I know we need to take a break, a quick one. I want to alert Dara, you're going to be next, so don't go away. There's a line open if you want to chat with Andy with your home improvement question, 651-989-9226, or send a text like a lot of folks are doing, if that's easier, 651-989-9226. We'll take this break, and again, the predicted high in the Twin Cities anyway, near 85 today, right now at 67, here on News Talk 830. Good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show, presented every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour by our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. You want to get in touch, call them at 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Andy Lindus uh, joining us this morning, helping you out. Call or text, same number, 651-989-9226. Andy, we promised Dara, calling in from Delano. She'd be next. Dara, thanks for your patience. What is your question for Andy? Um, I removed some concrete steps for my the entry to my house last fall and want to go over with um, a composite decking. Do I need to waterproof the exposed foundation that the concrete steps used to protect? It's not a bad idea, especially if it's going to be exposed to any type of water. Um, typically for us, we're, we're installing either – we're going to either install the – the spray on waterproofing on most of the foundations or a lot of times we're using a groundbreaker material that goes over the foundation and then our house wrap goes over the top of that and the siding goes over that so none of that's exposed. Remember that's a porous material so anytime moisture meets it it can start to pull that into the house. Okay. Thanks, Dara. Uh, Monica is next up here on CC calling in from Bloomington this morning. Monica, what is your question for Andy Lindis? My question is regarding season guard windows we got from Lindis, and we absolutely love them. Um, we've had them about three years, and shortly the following year after we got them, we got a home security system. My husband put inside sticky labels on a lot of the windows. Some of the windows, I don't think we need them, so of course I try to peel them off. And do you have any recommendations on the best way to get the paper and the glue off? Um, can we use alcohol pads? Can we use a razor blade? Um, Is it, it's on the glass? Yeah, he put them on the windows. Yeah, you know, um, a gooby gone and a razor blade will be okay. Just be careful not to, you could scratch the glass with a razor blade. So you just want to make sure that you keep it keep it flat. But I, I would start with like a microfiber and some of the gooby gone or, or an alcohol pad because you don't have to worry about rubbing any of the film off on the inside pane of the glass. If it was on the outside, you might want to worry about it, or if it's on the vinyl part of the window itself, you could, you could hurt it, but I, I wouldn't worry about it too much with, with Gooby Gone or alcohol. I would start there and, and then very carefully use a razor blade if you have to. But you know what? Uh, with the warranty you have, uh, we can probably get you a brand-new sash if you do something to that glass, so have at it. Get rid of that stuff. <laughs> That's a, it's such a great product, for sure. It is. Thank you, Monica. Uh, let's see who's next, and then we'll grab some text messages. Terry, I think, is waiting there in St. Paul with a question. Terry, thank you. What is your question? Good morning. Thank you. Um, I have, well, so I lost my husband in November. I moved into the house that he was grew up in, and it's an older home. The porch is deteriorating. I don't know what the foundation of the floor is, but like the exterior, the wood is rotting. And so I, I think I need support posts. And, and I don't know why, but they put windows down about, you know, where like there's a lot of windows in this porch. 
but there's there's windows down around smaller windows down around where your feet would go too that I would probably just replace with wood. Mm-hmm. Um, just wondering, is it really costly, and is it possible to not have to tear the whole porch down to replace to to fix it? It very well is. It could be possible to not have to. You know, is this like an older farmhouse type type place? It's a it's a craftsman style home where there was not a porch before. It was just they just had a back door, and probably like fifty years ago that they added on the install the porch. The okay. Um, Depending on how the footings are, we might be able to do some different things with the footings and, and the posts there to restabilize the porch and then talk about reframing the inside. But if what, what can be salvaged, we'll salvage it. Um, okay. It, it's, it's worth getting an estimate and putting numbers to it at least. And once we go through it, it, it might be more cost effective to demo it and start over, but that's, that's rarely the case. Okay, and what's your number there for Lindis, please, again? Uh, yeah, 1-800-LEAFGUARD is uh, the easiest number to remember or lindisconstruction.com. Uh, there's forms. You, you can look at our website there. Or there's a phone number you can click to call right there as well. Very good. Thanks, Terry. Yeah, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. That is a number we've told you about for years. That's the one easy way to get in touch with Lindis. Or as like Andy just said, Lindis, L-I-N-D-U-S, Lindis Construction. Dot com. Another question for Lindis. I think I know the answer for sure. Uh, does Lindis do inside stair railings? We do. Yeah, we, we, we do all sorts of inside uh, interior modeling. Our d- interior modelers uh, and uh, our designers are pretty busy right now, so you might have to wait a minute to get an estimate from, uh, from one of them. But, but yeah, we, we take a look at those types of projects all the time. Well, I'll tell you, uh, Lindis did some work for us a year or two ago now. I think one of my favorite things, we got rid of these old 70s styles railings interior, and uh, that's one of my favorite parts of, of the new work with these railings. I love them. I look at them every day, and I thought, doggone it, these look good. So, yes, by all means, uh, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Uh, here's a text, then I know we're going to check out the uh, forecast. Um, steel siding. Uh, their steel siding has faded can steel siding be painted? If so, what type of paint should be used? Uh, yeah, you can you can paint steel siding just like any material. Though, just make sure there's no loose paint coming off. Sand any of the if there, any paint's peeling anywhere on the seal, sand it, wash it, prime it, and then use a a high quality exterior paint. Sherwin Williams Lifetime Paint. Uh, we've had good luck painting steel siding with that in the past. All right, very good. All right, we've got another half hour of the show to go, so if you miss getting in and talking with Andy or sending a text, by all means, 651-989-9226 is the number for either the phone call or your text message for uh, for Andy. We'll have a look at that warm forecast coming along here in a moment or two on News Talk 830-WCCO. Stay with us. And welcome back to our Home Improvement Show, presented every week by our friends at Lindis Construction. Andy Lindis helping uh, you out today, either by phone or by text. So if you have any kind of a home improvement question, maybe you're in the middle of a project or about to start it and you want some help, uh, call or text. Same number, 651-989-9226. Andy, a text, uh, by the way, there is a line open if you want to fill it. A text says this. Uh, we are set to replace our wood deck, I think they mean with treks. Uh, mm-hmm. Andy once said, don't do the stairs yourself unless you have done it a lot. 
would somewhat at Linda's do a small job like widening the deck stairs four inches, we were told we would not need new stair strings. How would you deal with that? Um, it'd be probably not a project that we would want to take on without redoing the stringers and and then rebuilding the stairs. But we do, on a regular basis, just do uh, redo staircases. Denny, it's, it's amazing how many times I'm walking around a project or at, at a house and I, and I hit an outdoor staircase that isn't done properly. Uh, either it's it's the rises aren't right or it's it attached to the house wrong. I had one, I, I stepped on, the whole thing tipped over. Luckily, I'm, uh, I had cat-like reflexes, so I was able to make a, <laughs> make a dismount. But it, uh, it really is something that sometimes seems like an afterthought, but it can be one of the more important things that you do to your deck. That's why I always recommend if you've never done stairs, don't, don't do them without having somebody that's done it before with you. I don't say you think you have to do it a lot. Once you, once you know it, it might just take you a, Cutting a stringer, if you're not doing it on a regular basis, take, take, can take a minute, but uh, the people that do it every day get through it pretty quick. What makes it so tough? What, what, what mistakes do people do as far as the, the stringer? And by the way, what is the stringer? That, that is the framing of, of the actual staircase. So if, you, if you've ever seen somebody cutting, it looks like jagged teeth out of, uh, so you're going down, over, down, oh, yeah. over, down, over. So, and, and sometimes if you don't do the math right, you you're not getting the width right or the, the height right. And, and then you start framing it and picture framing it, especially with the, the Trex decking. Chances are you should add a stringer on your staircase with that. You're going to want more framing with a Trex deck than you would a cedar deck, typically. Um, and then when you start to picture frame it, you can really narrow that area, and it kind of gets to be like a chute. So. And then just planning where your landing is going to be. Do you have to make a turn and how it's going to attach to the deck, and more importantly, what it's going to be like when it hits the ground. Okay. Here's a question we have uh, had uh, here and there over the years. Texter says this, I have a cedar trim board covering the support beam on my deck. The woodpeckers are attacking it. What should I do? I'll be nice now, Andy. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, sometimes those trim boards can trap moisture behind them. And and once the the pests start going after a particular wood, it, it, it might be really hard to get rid of them. There's lots of gizmos and gadgets out there for woodpeckers, but you might end up having to replace that with with something else that covers that framing. I know that green treat is hard to look at, and that's why people box things in. But if any type of moisture can get behind that, that might attract some insects. It might be why the woodpeckers are going after it. Okay. Again, if you want to call in your home improvement question for Andy, 651-989-9226, or send a text, again, if that's, uh, if that's easier. Uh, this listener says, um, there's a spongy material installed between my cement sidewalk and the concrete steps that it butts up against. It has deteriorated. What is that called? I can't think of it. And where can I get it? I wonder if that's a, a question for Semstone. Uh, you know, I think it's, uh, it's, it's more than likely some type of built right material, some, uh, type of fiber board, um, which I, uh, would anticipate to start to see maybe some more built right houses going up as OSB prices, uh, continue to rise. Uh, something I haven't seen used in a while. I don't even know if they make it anymore, but what I would do on your concrete crack there is get a foam backer rod and OSI makes a sealant for cracks on concrete. Now, 
follow the directions and you might have to put down some protective paper as this stuff dries because it takes a long time to dry and it is sticky like sticky sticky like if a bird lands in it it won't be able to take off again sticky <laughs> um so just just keep that in mind the only reason i know that because i had a friend use it and he went back outside and there was birds trapped on his driveway that he had to no kidding remove so um there they make a film that you can put over the top of it that can remove as it starts to cure so you can avoid that maybe but a foam backer rod is just a tubular foam that you can put into the crack it's going to take up the space so it makes putting down the osi cement sealant a little bit easier i uh maybe it was last year i uh used a product um on my uh concrete driveway uh, actually, a couple of spaces, but I, I I wonder if it was the stuff you're talking about. It, it came in the tube. You, you, it was like a caulking gun I used mm-hmm. for this stuff. And you're right. If that's the same stuff, it's also waterproof. Yep, as I recall. And uh, it, it it really does bond well. It might be something you have to do every couple of years, but it really does keep the water out of those cracks. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it um, and you. And and I saw uh, you can see so many things on on Google, some videos. But if you're going to be doing it, something I learned, you know, albeit too late, to mask, use masking tape, so you don't get it gooped all over. You know what you don't yeah. want. Caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good idea. So it works. Um, let's see. Let's let's grab a phone call from uh, Kellen, who's calling in from Woodbury, I think, this morning. Kellen, what is your question for Andy Lindis? build a three-season porch last year. They did a great job, except the storm door uh, that fits over the main door catches all the time in the upper outside corner. I've tried tightening the hinges and uh, calling the contractor, but he's so busy I can't get him to come back. Any advice on what I can do? I I can see where it catches. It's almost like the frame is just a little bit off on the door. Mm -hmm. So the metal storm door isn't closing tightly. It catches... uh, and leaves a little gap on at the bottom, and uh, concerned about little critters getting in. It's, it's, it's catching on. It's catching on your frame, not the soffit area, right? Like the frame of the door is is yes. where it's catching. Yeah, yeah. That that that's that's an, that should be. It's an installation issue. Typically, it might be something wrong with the hinges, but usually that should be able to be adjusted out of there. But that's a, that's an installation issue. We see a lot a lot of times where these storm doors get installed and they don't think about the gutters or the soffits so they can hit that a little bit. But if it's hitting the actual frame of the door, you should be able to adjust that door on the hinges. And it might be how it was installed to begin with, but without taking a look at it, it'd be, be hard to give you the exact advice you should get, but it should be adjustable. Okay, so by tightening the hinges, you mean, or in mm-hmm. and and it might be it might be loosening a hinge and tightening a different hinge. Okay, it might not be tightening them all. If it's you know, like so, think of it. If if, if it's the upper corner, you're gonna want to yeah. tighten that one. But maybe it's 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 loosening the lower one, so the bottom corner starts to come out a little bit more, which in, which is gonna make the top corner come back a little bit. Gotcha. But if 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 the framing's not completely square and plumb, that could be the issue as well. Uh, but without double checking that and measuring that, I wouldn't know. All right, very good, Kellen. Thank you. Uh, Kellen leaves that line open. If you want to call in your question, it's six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Well, this uh, listener wants you to get that crystal ball out again because <laughs> the question is: When do you anticipate lumber prices to start to decline? I. 
I don't know, Denny. I, 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 not anytime soon. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think. And it, it's, it's, it's a supply and demand issue right now. Um, plain and simple. There's, there's, it's, it's, it's just, I like, a, unlike anything I've ever seen when it comes to lumber prices, but everything else out there seems to be stabilizing a little bit or it's not as volatile as the lumber. So that, that's given me some encouragement. I would maybe anticipate by this fall it's starting to come back, but if, we, if we're going to continue to build what we're building now and, and, and remodel what we're remodeling and the amount of new homes that are going up, it's, a, it's going to be a demand issue. So we either start to make more of this stuff so the prices come down or we end up uh, just living with uh, this is what the, the new cost of a two-by-four is. Wow. Amazing. All right, let's see. Another texter says, My concrete front steps are sinking on one side and have sunken about two inches. Also have a valley above that corner that collects a lot of snow and rain and therefore have gotten water in my basement in the past. Do I need to get someone to jack up the steps or what should I do is the mm-hmm. question from the texter. Yeah, uh, what I would do is, uh, well, you got uh, two great companies uh, in CCO land here, safebasements.com and, of course, us, Linux Construction. We can put on a leaf guard gutter system that can handle all the water off the valley, so you don't have to worry about that, and that's probably why your steps are sinking. Safe basements can come out and do foam jacking, and that's going to help not only compact the soil underneath there so it doesn't sink anymore, but it can get that concrete step to come up to the level it was supposed to be at. And being that you've had water in your basement, it wouldn't hurt to have those guys take a look at that as well. Yeah, in fact, it was those guys uh, a couple of years ago that uh, we were looking at uh, some movement in, in my ag, uh, exposed ag walk. And uh, there were these holes. That's why I brought out that I picked up some of that uh, caulking mm-hmm. is because water was getting underneath the uh, concrete, the driveway apron and going underneath my garage. And uh, so the, those are good folks there are uh, giving you some ideas about that. So, yeah, that's safebasements.com and lindasconstruction.com. A couple of good folks that will, uh, will help you out. All right, let's do this, Andy. Let's take a quick break here and come back with more. We've got a bunch of text messages we can help folks out. And an open line if you want to call Andy, 651-989-9226. 67 degrees right now, but as I mentioned a bit ago, They uh, changed our daytime high today to near 88 degrees. Stay with us. On News Talk 830, this is WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. We are here on CCO every Saturday in the uh, 9 o'clock hour, thanks to Lindis Construction. Andy Lindis back helping you out this morning. Boy, we've got a bunch of text messages, Andy. Let, uh, let's see how many folks we can uh, help before we have to take our leave. Um, I have a ra- well, I, I think I, well, I can help you with this if you need it. I have a raised aggregate sidewalk. The shine is gone. What should I apply to bring the shine back? There's just a, just go get a new concrete sealer. Uh, go to your local Semstone store, get some sealer and should be a great day to uh, to install that. Absolutely, I try to do that every year. I'm not always successful, but yeah, they mm-hmm. uh, uh, I went. I always go to Semstone, and they've got this product that does. I power. I pressure wash the uh, exposed egg first, mm-hmm. and let that dry out, and then put that stuff on it. They'll know what you're talking about. Just visit your nearest Semstone, as Andy said, and tell them you uh, 
want to put a sealer for your exposed egg. It's kind of nice when uh, when you get it done. Yes, indeed. All That's right, here's new. here's one for you. I need to replace my roof from hail damage. What are the top of the line shingles to use? And have you ever used zinc strips to curtail algae growth? I think you've done all of the above. I have. Uh, the Glenwood shingle is still the best uh, shingle manufactured, uh, bar none. Uh, really, really hard to get. Not for me, but uh, we, we have enough to get through the season right now. And, but, but it's hands down the best shingle made. Uh, I would look at a Class 4 shingle, uh, a GAF being the manufacturer, so you're looking at Armor Shield, Grant Sequoia IR, or Glenwood, any one of those shingles. Uh, then you don't have to worry about hail damage again. And all of our shingles have things in them that, so you get a 20-year algae growth war- uh, uh, warranty. But if you have, like, a lot of shade and a lot of oak trees, sometimes I still recommend putting that zinc strip along the ridge, Denny. If it's just going to be a shady area, a roof that really never drives out, or you have a lot of oak trees. I don't know what it is about oak trees, but those the houses with a lot of shade and, and more in particular, shade by oak trees, I don't know if it's the, the type of tree debris that gets dropped on the roof, but those roofs seems to have a, a little bit more algae growth than, than other ones. Yeah, you're right about those oaks. For some reason, I don't know why. All right, 651-989-9226. I know when, when folks uh, uh, ask about prices, like in this case, uh, per square foot of uh, cost of construction, uh, the, what we recommend, I'm sure you probably will say the same thing, Andy, is if somebody... Uh, wants um, some remodeling done. This this texture is thinking of adding a great room, a half bath, laundry room, and a, and a single car garage. Uh, if they were to call Lindis, like you said, you guys are busy right now, but you can mm-hmm. get an estimate, right? I mean, that's the first thing you do. Yeah, you know, you, you, people can ballpark on a cost per square foot, but that can vary so greatly depending on the finishings you pick and, you know, some of the things you can do on yourself. Uh, but but it it can it can vary a lot. So for estimates are free. Go through the design process. Take your time and sit down and find some exact costs with with whatever contractors you want to work with, and and go from there. This uh, listener wants to remove a, a forty eight inch built in fluorescent fixture. Uh, the texture cannot see any screws, etc. Any advice on that? Um guessing you're going to have to. There's probably a plate that, that covers up the wiring of the fluorescent uh, stuff. So you take off the bulbs, you take off that plate, and you should probably see the wire or the the screws and how they're attached to the ceiling that way. Like, uh, like any time you're dealing with electrical stuff, cut the power off to it because once those screws come down, you know, there's a good chance that they're just going to start to lower down. And if everything isn't wired right, I'd hate you to come into contact with a live wire. That gives you a little bit more time. You can unscrew everything there and, and go from there. Yeah. All right, here's one. That's, uh, uh, the, I forget those. Uh, I'm struggling to remember the name of the thing on fluorescent lights. I always go bad, Denny, that you can replace every now and then. There's a oh, metal the cover. Yeah, the ballast, the, the ballast cover. You get that off and you should be able to find the screws. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea, good tip. Um, here's one, a texture that says, uh, we have a garage floor that gets extremely slippery in humid weather or when wet. A uh, texture, they are thinking about having the epoxy covering applied to the floor. Uh, do you do this? Well, I know who you're going to recommend, and I will too. Will it solve the slippery problem? Um, 
what what do those people usually do? They they when they put on some epoxy or whatever the chemical is, but you can put what like a silica uh, mm-hmm. in the mix or sprinkle it on to give it kind of a grit. Yes, yes, you can. And uh, but even then, if if I would also look at the why the humidity. I run a dehumidifier in my garage, Jenny. I uh, I hate concrete that sweats. It's it's nothing fun. You get stuff on the floor. It uh, you're there. I don't. I just I just always run a dehumidifier in my garage. And so if you got a treated space, I wouldn't be afraid of doing that. And if you're going to have a concrete that sweats and you're not taking care of that, sometimes that epoxy isn't going to last as long as you want it to either. So keep that in mind. But boy, it can be really slippery, which obviously yes. is very dangerous at times. Uh huh. Yeah, check with your contractor or uh, your person, and uh, he or she will know. Uh, here is a text that uh, says, they, they use nails on my deck boards, and they squeak bad. If I add screws, do I need to remove the nails, or can I put the screws in around the nails? You know, what you might want to look at is the camo tool, so then you can come in on the edge of the, tool, of the, of the deck board with the screws, and then you might have to look at maybe taking the, the, the nails and sinking them a little bit further, depending on, what, on what's going on. But, yeah, no, that's, I don't understand why anybody nails anything on for, for a deck nowadays unless you absolutely have to, but it, it's just not the right way to do it. I presume at the time it's probably quicker, maybe? It could be, or what was available, or what what they had. It it can be a a lot of things, but we get these questions on a a pretty regular basis, and and, uh, going through and refasting everything is never a fun job. Well, guess what, Andy? We are out of time. We are. Yes, already. I want you to get out and enjoy the sunshine. (laughs) Yes, indeed. A little early break. No, seriously, we have just seconds to go. So let's do this again next week. What do you say? We, I uh, would love to. 75% off labor rate now, Denny, on leaf guard gutters, GAF asphalt roofing, and infinity windows by Marvin for the month of May. It's, it's, it's as good a deal as we're going to have all year. 75% off installation labor. Check it out yourself. A couple of ways, lindisconstruction.com, or easy number to remember, and do call them this coming week, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Andy, have a great week. Thanks a lot, Denny. You too. We'll talk to you next week. Right now in the Twin Cities, as we're on our way to 88 degrees or near it, we have uh, right now partly cloudy skies, a little breezy day, but our CCO temperature reading holding at 67. Uh, Stay tuned next for CBS News here on News Talk 830 WCCO.